Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the topic of identity and access management. I'm talking with Mike Delgidis with Crow Horwath. Mike, thanks so much for joining me today. No problem. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. Hey, Mike, just to give our audience a bit of context here, tell us a little bit about yourself and your work for the firm. Sure. I actually uh, work with an organization called Crow Horwath. I'm part of our security and privacy team. I've been dealing with security, specifically with Crow, for a little over nine years now. Um, I actually lead our security strategy offering, which the real focus is to help organizations identify security solutions that help align with the business more effectively. When you think about most organizations doing security assessments, they identify gaps. And, and the goal of the strategy offering is to, to figure out, look beyond the gaps. How do we fix those issues? What are the root causes? And really that, that ties nicely into the identity and access, access management space, which I think is the objective of today's podcast. Yeah, Mike, so IAM, we hear an awful lot about it, especially in the last year with all the mergers and acquisitions that have happened in financial services. What do you see as the latest trends that really are relevant to financial institutions? Sure. They, it's interesting. The financial institution space is obviously one of the most heavily regulated industries. And when I look at the industry as a whole, I, I call them as typically ahead of the majority when it comes to security. Uh, maybe not out of want, but out of necessity because of the regulations that are forced on them. Uh, and I think when they see or hear Identity and Access Management or INAM, they see it as an opportunity to really address those effectiveness concerns that they have around the controls, but also while increasing operational efficiency. Because when you hear INAM, you hear all the buzzwords about how they can help the organization run a lot more streamlined. Uh, I think the start purposes of this conversation, uh, I want to just set a baseline of, of what is INAM. And really when I define identity and access management in a broad scale, it's really the authentication and authorization of your users. It could be employees, could be vendors, could be consultants, etc. could be your customers. Uh, so the, the, it's basically how you're going to manage passwords, provisioning and deprovisioning, access rights, etc. For, for those individuals across your organization. I think one of the big trends I'm seeing is historically when organizations have heard or thought of the INAM buzzword, they, they traditionally thought uh, there was there was benefit, but it was a very expensive solution, particularly due to tools and things that they would have to purchase, time they'd have to spend to get things pulled together. And one of the things that we really try to, to have worked with organizations, what we've seen the industry start to take hold of a little bit is when they look at a control environment, when they look at security, they look at it from two two perspectives. One is the effectiveness of the control, which is what the regulators, what they are looking for, is and making sure the control is operating effectively. But organizations are seeing a second component, which is more the efficiency of the control, which is how are we operating as it relates to satisfying the business objectives that we have and looking at security more strategically from that perspective. I think when organizations start to look at the efficiency aspects of their control environment, getting beyond just the efficient, the effectiveness, which, which is a concern, what they see is there's a couple basic levels of efficiency or maturity levels within an organization from a control standpoint. You have organizations that really are at the basic level of control where they're just enforcing control, I, I want to say in a more haphazard approach. When you think about a financial institution, you're going to have someone responsible for network security. Someone's going to be responsible for security around a core application. You're going to have groups, one-off groups that may be responsible for things like wires or ACH applications, imaging environments, things along those lines. 
when you think about a basic organization or at the kind of low end of that maturity scale, they definitely look at compliance within those areas, but on a more granular basis. They're very siloed, and that doesn't present a lot of efficiency to the organization. They very well may be addressing their, their compliance needs, but they're doing it in a siloed and very isolated fashion, and that really disconnects security from the overall business goals. As you move up that maturity chain a little bit, you're going to see those controls become more collaborative and more consistent across the organization. Really help them standardize and streamline the processes a little bit. I think when organizations first think identity and access management, they think that all we all of a sudden need to get to this level of automating controls with a tool. And when you're thinking about it, the, the process from a maturity standpoint, the first step is not going to that nth degree with the tool. It's let's standardize our processes across the organization. Let's streamline what we're doing and get those groups to work more collaboratively together, which allows us to leverage that staff more easily across business units, makes it easier for management to oversee, may help costs even from a third-party consultant or, or uh, auditing firm standpoint because now they're looking at one consistent control as opposed to looking at eight disparate controls across the organization. Uh, and then as you kind of finalize, kind of move to that uh, ultimate point within that maturity model is when you start to automate those controls. It really where you're using technology to implement and enforce the control environment, which minimizes manual intervention, which makes those processes work much more streamlined, much more efficiently, and minimizes the likelihood of manual mistakes, which you know a lot of the organizations, when you see the gaps that they're struggling with, they're just symptoms of controls that just have a lot of manual intervention. So I think organizations are starting to look at identity and access management more in those tasks of maturity and seeing really where do they want to be in that life cycle and really focusing on that as opposed to just looking at identity management as a cost and just thinking that's not something for us because we, we just can't spend any money on anything right now. So Mike, as they assess their own maturity and where they are and where they want to be, what do you find to one be some of the biggest challenges that financial institutions face? And then, two, how are they tackling those challenges? Sure. No, good question. You know, the I think the first objective, which I alluded to a little earlier, is just getting past the perceived costs, I'm going to say, and focusing on this. Uh, I think a lot of organizations, again, hear identity management and say, that's expensive, it's not for us. And particularly in this economic climate, we just don't have the money to spend. Uh, I don't think they're looking at it as a lot of, as from a maturity perspective, there's a lot of opportunity to increase organizational efficiency without going and, and having a lot of spend on third-party tools or on new solutions. Uh, it's really just getting the business lined accordingly. Uh, and, and that really ties to the second biggest challenge, which is getting everyone on the same page particularly in the economic climate we're in. I think what you're seeing from uh, a perspective of the individuals within these departments is they're trying more than ever to justify their roles, trying to justify the responsibilities they have, justifying their jobs. And because of that, there's not as much collaboration because people want to keep as much responsibility as they can. Uh, and I think that that has definitely made a, a very significant challenge in the last 12 to 18 months that we've seen as these organizations have tried to operate more efficiently. Uh, I think the third, almost opposite end of the spectrum challenge that we see is what I call the shiny object syndrome. Uh, you see organizations, they hear the buzzwords, they, they basically get sold on the benefits of these things before they actually realistically look at what value is this going to bring to us, and they jump into these things kind of head on without really considering what that overall cost is going to be. And whether it be time or money, these identity management solutions, when you think about automating controls, definitely have a lot of cost associated with them, and organizations may not be at the right point internally, but the collaboration may not be there. Some of these other challenges that we have just aren't there or are, are putting up so many hurdles that just jumping to that 
automation step just doesn't make sense at that time. And because of that, the spend goes up significantly. Uh, I think what we see, what we encourage a lot of organizations to do, what we're seeing a lot more of is a lot of collaboration amongst teams. And what I'm, in, in what I'm calling not necessarily forced collaboration, but encouraged collaboration by management, really making collaboration of these security teams an expectation of the job. Uh, really, we want security to be an aspect of the business. We, we don't want security to just be looked at as a cost center. And by bringing these different security functions together and working collaboratively across the business, we could really start to streamline, again, the effectiveness of the organization. And I think that collaboration is the key point towards all the challenges we talked about, whether it be just kind of getting over that initial hurdle of understanding how this can bring value to the organization, or if it's just making sure we folk, we, we address this in a step-by-step logical basis in the most effective way possible for the organization, it helps us avoid overextending ourselves early on in the process and increasing the cost and helps us look at it a lot more strategically from a business standpoint. Mike, you've got a lot of experience here. What are some of the gotchas that an organization has to look out for when tackling IAM? Sure. Uh, a, a couple uh, broad thoughts and a couple specific thoughts that I, I have around this. I think the first item uh, broadly is I think organizations, again, look at this in too broad of a perspective. They, they again, it kind of ties to the shiny object. They they see the numbers of, of what the ROI is of these solutions of what they can do, and they just kind of bring in these, these solutions that may not necessarily tie to what they're trying to do overall from a business standpoint and don't necessarily tie to, to what their plans are long term. And so they sell this solution to management based on all these big picture numbers when realistically they don't look at it and say, you know what, we're, we're not going to get there. Because typically most organizations don't. Uh, to use a specific example in provisioning as it relates to identity access management, you know, organizations look at the numbers of automating the user onboarding process and the, the termination process, removing access from systems across their environment. But realistically, if you can get an identity management provisioning solution implemented on a handful of systems, you're doing much better than, than the typical firm, the typical organization. But these organizations sell these numbers looking at it as, hey, we're going to do this across the organization, not realizing that that cost to get there is just, is just too extensive, uh, particularly for when you're automating these controls. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I've seen a lot of organizations look at it too narrowly, meaning they look at what they want to accomplish today, what they want to accomplish this year, but not what their plans are two, three, four years from now. Uh, an example I have very specifically is an organization looked at a password management solution. Basically, password management helped automate employee password change requests, doing some type of self-service password resets, minimizing the burden that the help desk had to face with that. And they also wanted to leverage it potentially to use it as a single sign-on solution. Well, they went out, did a lot of research, came up with the solution that was the best fit, went out and started that implementation process. Um, about 18 months later, they decided, hey, we want to look at provisioning. As they started looking at it, they found a provisioning solution that they liked and then realized that it didn't collaborate very well with that password management solution they had selected just 12, 12 months earlier. Uh, all of a sudden, they started realizing, well, hey, if we would have looked at this on a bigger picture basis on what our long-term plans are, the solution we would have picked would have been a lot different 12 months ago. So I think it's important to understand where you're at and, and really to make the right decisions around that. On a very specific basis, I think one of the other gotchas I see a lot of organizations struggle with is role management. And I have seen a lot of organizations talk about role management and the utopian idea that it really is. When you think about it on paper, it makes perfect sense. Define specific roles 
for your users and make sure everyone falls into one of those roles and then you can just manage your security of the, the identity and access management security around those roles for specific users, for specific vendors, for specific customers. Uh, again, in a utopian environment that it sounds great but the actual execution of that role management process we typically see organizations just it, they take on too much and what they find is that there are more roles in some instances than they have employees they have a lot of one-off roles they've got a, a night operator that while they're just a basic operator they have some special privileges to coverage for people that aren't there in the evenings uh, and, and they find that there's just so many unique roles out there within the organization that the process that on paper looks like it'll be very easy to accomplish becomes very burdensome and again very very costly to implement and, and develop um, so I think those are some of the things that we've seen a lot of organizations kind of, as they've gotten into this, look back on and say, if I could do this differently, I would approach this much differently than what we did. Well, given that, Mike, if you could offer just a single piece of advice to institutions that are tackling their identity and access man management challenges, what would that advice be? You know, if it was just one thing, I think it would be to be realistic with where you are at. If if I look at that maturity life cycle, you're going to fall as an organization somewhere along that. And just be realistic with where you're at. And once you know where you're at, determine where you want to be. I'll be honest, automation is not for every organization, especially, you know, when you're looking at a majority of financial institutions out there. You know, they're not the city banks. They're not the Bank of Americas. So this automation type approach may not make the most sense. But maybe meeting somewhere in the middle in the more collaborative area is really where you want to be as an organization. So be realistic with where you're at, where you want to be, and then determine your path for getting there. Is it just collaboration amongst the group and encouraging more of that collaboration and really focusing on what's important to you as an organization? You're not going to be implementing a, a identity management automation solution organization-wide. It's just not realistically going to happen. So focus on what's most important to you and be realistic with where you're at. And by doing that, you're going to be much more successful in the long term. You're going to be much more effective and efficient as an organization. And I think you just be much more happier from the security organization as a whole. Mike, it's really helpful. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Tom. We've been talking with Mike Delgitas with Crow Horwath. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.